1: Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast episode 201. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and YouTube. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you so much as always for showing love and tuning into the show. I have another conversation for you and that is with... Todd Anderson of Turn Up Vegan. I know you guys already know who he is. In our chat, we go over his journey from being a musician to a school counselor and then to a full-time content creator, building his cafe in San Francisco and his plans with that. We also chat about his adventures as a part-time van lifer and what that looks like as far as some cooking food and just exploring nature. And we share some tips on how to stand out and add value as a content creator. creator so much shared in this conversation as always you can get the show notes and everything we mentioned at brownvegan.com under episode 201 and of course go hang out with Todd on Instagram and TikTok he is turn up like the vegetable vegan on both of those platforms oh and he has ebooks too so all of that will be found on his Instagram bio the link is there so yes without further ado let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation First of all, I am so excited that you agreed to be on here. You were on my list for like the last, man, like year and a half, but I could never like figure out how I was going to be able to reach out to you, which is why I love having Caitlin. She's my assistant and I love having her because things that I'm afraid to do. She'll just do it for me. And then I'll just, I'm just thrown in it. And I love that. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> takes away some of that, that fear. So I'm so thankful that you're on the show, not only because I absolutely love your content, but because you are actually going to be my last official, we're in June, my last official interview until like the end of October. So it's great that I'm ending with you. <laughs>
0: wow! wow. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: So how are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. It's a, it's a it's an honor to be here. You know, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be on your show, and it's an honor to be on the last one. But yeah, it's it's nothing but good vibes. Anytime I do an interview or a podcast, like I I typically get a little nervous before I dive in because I'm 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 very good at you know hiding behind the camera. But you know what? Mm. You make it feel like home, so I'm excited to be here.
1: Oh, I love that. That is so interesting because I wouldn't really get that you hide to me, but I understand what you mean <laughs> as far as the hiding sure. because you're very, you're very uh, front and center in your content. So I wouldn't see, I wouldn't think of it that way, but I guess because you're not necessarily talking directly to the camera, it's mm-hmm. usually a voiceover that mm-hmm. I, I see what you mean about the hiding.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's, it's definitely levels. It's levels. I'm, I'm, I'm working on climbing out of another level and taking my, you know, I think to the next point too. But yeah, it's definitely that.
1: Yes, you need to. Um, First of all, I mean, you're like, you're doing really well, at least on the outside looking in, as far as your consistency and just the quality of your work. It just looks amazing to me, like Chef's Kiss, literally and figuratively, like you're doing your thing. So you have to tell us, like, you're welcome. You have to tell us as far as what is this transition, what has it looked like for you? Because I know you told me that in January you left your, your, Full time. You're doing. You started doing this full time. Talk about what you were doing before you decided to become a full time content creator.
0: Good question. So I mean, my lo- my story goes deep. So I'm approaching my sixth year as a vegan, and I've I've been through levels of getting to where I'm at today. And so you know, when I initially went vegan, you know, I started to want to show there's the lifestyle, how we live, and just you know, you know, the direction. And so that ended up leading to me opening up a cafe called Spoil Vegans Cafe, which is downtown San Diego. We're actually in the process of reopening the cafe, and I know we'll get into that later. But, you know, during the process it's interesting. So I've been filming, you know, I've been doing music my entire life, and I shift from music to doing video once I got into, you know, turning a vegan. And it's, it's, it's interesting, like, I've been doing this for five years the content creation, and it really took off during the pandemic when Mm -hmm. there was a point where we needed business at our cafe, we were struggling, and you know what, I saw a lot of opportunity in in TikTok, and I saw this new transformation that we're going going through where it goes from, you know, photos to video, and so I just jumped in front of the camera a couple times and did some odd videos on TikTok that blew up, and it, you know, made me feel that I could do even more with content creation. And, you know, long story short, we had to close the cafe down in December due to, you know, some things to do with the lease and something like that. And so during that moment, I decided to take a leap and go towards the content creation full time. And so the last six, seven months has been the first time out of the five years that this is all I do. And that's content creation.
1: Yeah, that is so dope. I'm so excited for you because now that you really have the time to to dedicate to this, I know that so many big things are coming for you. That's so that's dope. You said that okay. You were a musician. You used to. What type of music were you doing, musician? What What do you mean? What are you doing?
0: <laughs> so a lot of people don't know this. If you go deep on 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 YouTube, I ain't gonna share. I ain't gonna share too much. But if you go deep on YouTube, Uh-oh. you find some some old hip hop videos of me, and so. I mean, all the way down to my childhood, I, I was in band, I played the drums, I played the trumpet, I played the French horn. and you know later on that led to me doing, you know being a producer for a small group in Palm Springs. And so it's interesting too. like so I was doing that music back then, and I was creating the actual you know songs and you know, doing the production. That, that's around the time my space came out, and I started getting interested in you know, doing this this content thing way back then and it was sparked our it was already happening back then but anyway yeah i was in a group in palm springs and we did some you know some cool stuff and that led over to you know where i'm at you know now
1: yeah that's so cool so okay the music and then you had you were a school counselor too right
0: yeah school counselor so the, the whole time i was doing music I, it was never had like a- five
1: thousand lives todd <laughs> I said, you have so many, you have like 5,000 lives. (laughs) Right. And
0: and we're literally jumping around right now. And there's so many different parts to it. it, As we're talking about it, I'm just tripping out myself. But so the the whole time I did music, I've never been able to do or focus on my art. One hundred percent It's never had never had that opportunity. I always had to work. And so as I was doing music in Palm Springs, I was also a university and, you know, a a counselor at a place called Kaplan College. Later that transferred over to me moving to San Diego, working for Kaplan College. And later that transferred over to me working for Grand Canyon University. I ran a few schools, you know, from the admissions aspect. And so, yeah, as I was, you know, even during my first three years as a vegan, I was, you know, a university counselor traveling from San Diego to Phoenix, recruiting students and, you know, trying to show students the new path and help them, you know, find a path to, you know, their journey.
1: Yeah. So then it's kind of like one of those things when you're trying to figure out your passion, you have all these different side jobs because you have mm-hmm. to pay these bills. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. So what inspired you to open the restaurant? Because I know you said, of course, you guys had to close it in December, but, you know, in your vegan journey, were you someone who always cooked or did the, the love Never. of cooking come from from being vegan?
0: Never. And so to to take a step back. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: When I I went vegan in 2016, the cool thing that happened was a lot of people started making fun of me. You know, even family was just joking, like, what are you going to eat grass and yada, yada. And so that inspired me to start showing, or, or as they say nowadays, creating content. And so it's that what led me to where I'm at today. And leading up to the restaurant so I was doing the content creation and we have an apartment downtown San Diego and right below us, there's a small coffee shop. And so I go down to the coffee shop one day and I'm ordering a, a, a drink and the gentleman's like, man, we, we're, we're looking to get food here one day. If you know anybody that has any food options, you know, let us know. And I, I had no experience in the kitchen at the time. Keep in mind, I was only doing videography for other brands. So I traveled, you know, for my first three years as a vegan shooting other people, you know, creating food and kitchens and yada, yada. And so I get into this conversation and I, and I tell this gentleman, you know what? Hey, I, I I know, you know, a little bit about food. I think I could do a pop up here. I had no concept. I had no idea of what to do or where to even start. But for some reason, I felt inspired to say that to him. So he's like, all right, well, let me see what you got. So I leave and and anyway, me and my, my partner in our apartment just sit there and we're just like, yo, let's come up with a concept you know, to, to do a little pop-up down there. We're only want to do, you know, one or two pop-ups and, and see how it goes from there. Anyway, we came up with this concept for these waffles. It was a waffle bowl where we were going to sell all these different types of waffle bowls with different ingredients in the inside. So anyway, we come up with the concept. We buy this cheap machine from Walmart. We take it down to meet with the guy. We present it to him. He loves it. And that is how basically Spoiled Vegans got started. We had wow. no menu. We didn't know what we were doing. We just made some ingredients upstairs, brought them down, had him try it, and he was like, Cool, I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to do a pop-up here.
1: I love that you didn't give yourself a chance to talk yourself out of it, because it's so easy to do that. <laughs> like, oh, when he agreed to it, you're like, oh damn, what did I what did I say? Why did I say that? But I love how you just got jumped right into action. That's dope.
0: We jumped right into it and it was it. It was around a time too where I knew I wanted to leave working for the university. I I love working with the students. I love, you know, inspiring the next generation. But I just felt like I was feeling more in the direction of inspiring the next generation when it when it comes to what we eat and, you know, the the things we put into our body. And so all this is happening at around the same time. He gives us a chance to do a pop up. The universe works in wonderful ways. And so the first three years of my content creation, I went around building all these relationships. And so when it came time to do our first pop-up, I reached out to all these relationships like, hey, I'm doing this vegan pop-up in San Diego. You know, would you like to help, you know, sponsor? Next thing I know, we have this huge event. I invited, you know, the top influencers in San Diego. And the first day that we did the pop-up at that location, that location had their biggest day to date. And so that was our, our beginning of spoil Vegans. And, you know, it sent us on a two-year journey where, you know, where we're at today now.
1: That is crazy. I love that so much. So are, do you have any plans to try to open a restaurant in a different location maybe? Yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, what do you think? You think you'll stay in San Diego or somewhere else? Or what do you think?
0: Well, we have had chances to expand to Atlanta. We had, you know, chances to expand in other areas. For me, it's, it's more just... Really learning the business more, and I felt like we have done that in the last two years. You know, initially when you know someone has something successful, the number the number one thing and the first thing to do is to scale. But I think in some cases, you know, you, you definitely want to take your time to scale and make sure you have something that's going you know work long term. So mm-hmm. I, I feel we're in that point. We are, and still are possibly the only restaurant in San Diego that use 100% air fryer so we don't have any grease in our kitchen it's 100% air fried all the food and so it came with it comes with a bunch of challenges and things like that and so i feel we overcame a lot of those and now we're going to reopen Spoil Vegans in Lemon Grove in a community that really doesn't have any plant-based options at the moment and it's where it's what's even dope about it is we're collaborating with a black owned coffee shop called The Hamlet which it'll be a collaboration between the Hamlet and Swell Vegans Cafe. So it's, it's beautiful how the universe works, because to me, the most important thing has never been how much money I make or how many cafes I open. It's the impact of the cafe. And, and, and our first location was downtown. Now we're going to find ourselves in a community that I feel like, you know, des- deserves it and, and, and need a plant based option. So,
1: yes, and- I love this so much. Yes, yes, yes. Bringing it to the place that the people that really need it. Yeah, because access is a huge issue for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What is that? What does the San Diego vegan scene look like? Because I haven't been to San Diego, but I have a feeling that California overall is a little more open minded when it uh-huh. comes to vegan food than other parts of the country. So, how is your scene where you live?
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I went vegan November 2016. And it was fairly pretty easy at that time. That's when the Beyonds and Impossible Meats and the Just Eggs had just, you know, came out. So there was a lot of tools, you know, and there's definitely a good amount of restaurants in San Diego. I think the area in San Diego that is lacking a little bit is when it comes to, you know, more culturally driven vegan restaurants. You know, one thing that, you know, you know, kept me going and inspired me, even when times were tough during the pandemic is that there's not too many Black-owned vegan, you know, or even Latina vegan restaurants in San Diego. And so the the food is amazing. The people is amazing. The, you know, the, the access to things are amazing. And I think now we're moving towards a phase of now the culture of San Diego is now, you know, getting involved into the vegan community because now I'm seeing for example, I was at the World Beat Center, which is a, a culture cultural c- center in San Diego, and I saw a few, you know, 16, 17-year-old young Black women that are starting, you know, vegan cookie, you know, startups and things like that. So I, I think San Diego is in a good position in all angles when it comes to veganism, you know, moving into the future.
1: I love this. Yeah, yeah. You got to tell us, why did you decide to become a vegan?
0: Well, You know, I always have worked out and I always had some side of me that was focused on, you know, on health and focused on, you know, working out. I would, you know, play basketball my entire life. So I always had a side of me that, you know, was in that healthy zone. But doing the music, you know, puts you in scenarios that, you know, are toxic. You know, even though I had fun, I had, you know, good friends. I found myself in a position where I was just always around bad food or, just around bad things. And so me and some buddies went to Vegas in 2016 and we had the time of our life. Like, I, these are my buddies. Like, we always had an amazing time. And during this trip, it's so beautiful that we had a good time, but I also started to see, like, the failures in the things that we're doing in our lives. And so I get back home and I have this hangover that lasts for two days I feel horrible. And I'm just like, man, this is kind of just backwards. Like we're actually making ourselves sick. And so I sit there and I'm like, let me just try to do better. And I turn on the TV, turn on Netflix. And I'm like, let me see if I can find a documentary or something that inspired me. I find a documentary called Food Choices. And thank God it was called Food Choices. Because if it was called Veganism or Join the Vegan Club, like I wouldn't have watched it. And mm-hmm. so I start watching the documentary and a point through the documentary, a gentleman says, we're the only species that drink milk from another species. That was my moment. And I always remember that because I know I feel we're all different and we all got we're all in different places and we all will have our moment at different times and different things will, you know, create that. But that was my moment. I sat there and I was like, that is weird. That is strange. Like I don't drink milk from my mom anymore. That's common sense. So why am I drinking milk from a baby, you know what I mean, I mean, from a cow that's made for a baby calf to grow real rapid with all these hormones? And that was it. That right there sent me down this road of like questioning the got milk commercials, questioning protein and questioning all these things. And so all the way back to what I said at the beginning where I always been health conscious, but I felt I've been lied to. And so that was like a mm-hmm. fire right there. To like inspire me to try to eat different and eat a certain way because this is what I choose to eat, not because what I'm told. And so that was yeah. the beginning of my my journey. I went vegan that day. I made some mistakes unconsciously, not knowing what was right or wrong. But that was the day I made the commitment and never looked back.
1: Yeah. What do you mean when you say mis- just mistakes?
0: Well, when I first went vegan, I honestly didn't even know the difference between what vegan and vegetarian was. You know, I, I didn't know. Like, I just wasn't around people that had these conversations, and so I would eat potato chips, thinking that just because they're potato chips that they, you know, what I mean, they, I'm safe. You know, but of course, potatoes. Oh, because
1: they had like dairy in it, but you yeah. didn't realize it.
0: A lot of a lot of them have milk in them. A lot of things that we eat fall out of the vegan category. So, like even wine, like certain wines are filtered through, you know, fish guts or animal bypass. And so some some wines are not considered vegan. And so that's what I mean by, you know, didn't really understand what was right or wrong at the beginning. But right. my mindset was already set on, OK, I'm going to be vegan. And it, it's it, you know, like I said, everyone goes vegan for different reasons. Everyone has their moments, different points. And when I went vegan, I went vegan because, like, I felt like I've been lied to. I think I've, I'm thinking I'm doing what's right for myself, but I'm actually doing what's right for tradition or we doing what's right for what the industry industry says what's right for us. And so that was my reason why I went vegan. I was like, nah, I mean, we're we talking freedom. Freedom starts and for me should start with what I put in my body because that, that controls my output, you know? And so that's why I went vegan. And then once I went vegan, I started seeing a lot of other things like, like animals, for example, like I have, you know, I have a dog at home right now that is so loving. We fostered him like two and a half years ago and he's been through a lot of trauma. He's been through, you know, a lot before us, but he's the first dog that I ever had that has taught me how intelligent and how, you know, how emotional, you know, he he can be and, you know, they're very intelligent. And so my point is, We always been told it's fair to eat these animals, but it's not fair to eat these. Like it's against Mm -hmm. the law to eat these, but it's okay to eat these. So it's just, it's just, to me, that's not freedom when you're being told what's right and what's wrong, when it's clear right around your face that there's no big differences. So I'm sorry, Monique, I slid down a, a...
1: no, I love it. No, you've been slid at anything. That is so true, though. It's so true. Like, And I think it's normal for a lot of people who just get started and they're like, they think that they're doing, you know, eating vegan, but they're not. But right, I think that's right. a part of the process. It I think it's a part of the process to do that. And mm-hmm. you're so right. There's so much freedom that comes from making decisions that are like empowering for us, decisions that are good for us, opposed mm-hmm. to doing what what we're conditioned to believe is the right way, you know right, what I mean, like right. we can do this better. There's so many issues with like health concerns that we can a lot of us couldn't avoid if we just made better decisions when it came when it comes to food. so all of this is really good. I love it
0: good, good and, it. and my big perspective is like leading back to what you said, we're all in different places, so who am I to judge who you could be on your impossible beyond journey, you could be on your raw journey, you could be on your you know, juicing journey. Like, I respect all journeys. And I think that's a big thing that we all got to understand that we all, we all got to, if we're going to get somewhere, we all got to get there our own way and taking our own steps, you know?
1: Absolutely. Like, sometimes people think, I, I know you see this online a lot, too. People, it's never vegan enough for some people. You're never oh, yeah. going to be yeah. vegan enough. And it's just oh, like, yeah. I need you to relax, okay? Correct. Relax. For real. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, how do you feel about like some of the mock meats and replacements? I know for your, for other people, you don't mind how that looks for them. Like you said, that's right. their journey. But for mm-hmm. yourself, because I know that you love mushrooms and you love walnuts, you always do a lot of meals incorporating those ingredients. So for yourself, how does that feel? Do you typically eat like to eat some of those, like you said, Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers and things like that?
0: good question. So f- to me it's like it's like hip hop like some of my favorite rappers like Jay-Z for example like you see progress, you know progression with him with his career. So as he experiences different things, he talks about different things. And I feel like that's how I approach my journey for veganism. I had a friend tell me when I first went vegan, I was going in on the impossible and beyond. And, I, you know, and my intentions at that time was to show people like, yo, this look good. Just so you can be like, oh, that do look good. Now, t- now try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. That was my that was what my mission was and what I was pushing, you know, early because that's where I was at. And I had a buddy tell me, like, you know, one day you're going you're going to move on and go towards more Whole Foods and towards this. And I didn't really understand what he was saying. But now I do, because that's where I'm at. Like. I was just spent the last weekend at VidCom in LA just going, learning some incredible stuff from the next generation. Oh, but,
1: can we? Oh, you got to tell me. We got to get to that because I really want to know. I wanted to go, but then I was oh, like, I don't know. Okay, okay, keep yeah, going and yeah, we got to get into get it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
0: And so I'm at VidCom, and of course, I don't have my kitchen. I can't do what I normally do. So this is my time to go explore and, and try like some vegan options I never tried. And we found this Hispanic vegan spot in Anaheim. Ate there four days in a row. Food so fire, so fire. So we ate there four days in a row and they use a lot of mock meat. But, you know, I'm back home now. And so I'm back on my juicing. I'm back on, you know, my mushrooms. I'm back on making my own meats. And I just think it's, it's, it's a phase for me. And not a phase, but this is where I'm at now where my body I actually wake up in the morning and I crave f- fresh juice. I wasn't like that, you know, six, seven months ago. But I think just, you know, drinking a lot of juice and now I wake up in the morning. That's what I crave. And so I have nothing against people on where they're at when it comes to their levels. You know, even, you know, the concept of, of meatless Mondays where some people are experimenting and trying meatless Mondays. You know, I have no problem with that either because the seed was planted with me, you know, so I'm going on six years being a vegan, but I dated someone almost nine years ago that I came home from work one day and this person made some vegan food and I was like, man, what is going on? Like, I'm in the bathroom, like, shaking my head like, she tripping. Like, what's, what's good? Like, I mean, what you making? But I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I'm, I'm genuinely a kind person. So I was just like, all right, let's do it. So I tried a food and I remember at the end saying to myself in my head, that wasn't that bad. You know, and, and I wasn't ready to go vegan at that time. So boop, three years later, I see that documentary. And that moment was inspired, but also lifted up from that moment before when I, I tried it and I was like, hey, it's not that bad. So now here's my time to go. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. So I feel like there's levels, and once once you could break down the programming that's in your mind, once that programming's broke down then that opens up the door for for change and that opens up the door for you to, you know, accept things for what they are and not for, you know, what you program to think about it.
1: Mm, ain't that the truth? I love this so much. It, and I think when it comes to food anyway, I think that a lot of us, vegan or not, we go through those <laughs> like ebbs and flows. Like sometimes we're eating super clean or, mm-hmm. or cl- quote unquote clean because I don't mean I don't even really feel like I know what that means <laughs> these days, but you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying right, but we have right. those times where we're eating you know a lot of fresh foods and then we have those times where we're just like eating french fries and burgers and ice right. cream and that is right. that vegan or not is how life works and I feel like there's so much pressure in our community to be all or nothing all the time and it's like no it does not have to be that it's whatever you want it to be
0: it's for it, where you yeah. are in your life yeah, yeah
1: balance yep yep i want to talk about you living the van life and camping part-time do you still have your apartment yeah what's going on with that yeah
0: so we we did a couple camping trips during the pandemic because just like everybody else we wanted to get out the house so Mm -hmm. we rented an rv and I, i remember we first rented the rv i wasn't even excited i'm like man i'm gonna have to go three days four days all dusty and you know what I mean? I don't know how, how this bathroom situation <laughs> about to be like, you know, bears or whatever. So I'm like, not too excited. And then we we get the van, I mean, the, the RV and we go off into this place called Trail, which is real close to the border, San Diego by Tecate, Mexico. And so we go here and we are off the grid. Our phones don't work. There's like a day or two, I didn't even see not one person. And we, we take this trip Long story short, at the end of this trip, I felt so like refreshed and reconnected, and I was actually going through a slump of my creative process, and you know, just was in a slump of just creating the same thing over and over, repetitive, repetitively. And I came back from that trip with a whole set of just new ideas. Like I, you know, long story short, I fell in love with being out in nature. And I started understanding how much being in nature affects us. Like, you know, vitamin D is the is a natural vi- vitamin that we can get just by standing outside, you know, in the sun, you know? And so, you know, taking your feet and walking in the grass, like the vibes you get from just connecting with nature. So we get addicted to this lifestyle. And right away, we're just like, you know what? We want to, let's do it. Let's get an RV and just live on, on the road. Of course, me being a little scary I wasn't ready to do it full time, so we decided to, you know, buy a, a small van RV and downgrade our living lifestyle so it'd be very comparable to what we live in like now, but have the option to do both. And so right now we are part time on the road, you know, doing an RV camping thing and then part time at home. I and mean, then we're hoping, you know, throughout this year we'll be able to discover like the right way to do it and how we want to do it. And if we really love it, then maybe we'll do it full time at the end of this year.
1: Yeah. I love to see you when you do like your campsite cooking. So you have a little stove. It looks like you have like a little camper <laughs> stove and you're cooking up. So has it been a challenge for you overall as far as like cooking outside? Or do you feel like it just makes you a little more creative?
0: It, it is a challenge because you can't bring as, as much, you know, equipment with you. Washing dishes is a, is a beast.
1: It's like you watching you eat and you just want
0: to throw everything in the trash, huh? <laughs> for real, for real. So watching dishes is a beast. So the first couple of times we went out there, we took a lot of stuff out there and we found out the hard way. So now I'm learning because it is hard, Is it's causing me to think outside of the box. And honestly, through this process, I feel like I'm learning more about, about cooking, learning more about, you know, what parts of the process is really needed and what's not needed and how mm-hmm. could you use the same pot, you know, to make you know, multiple things and then bring it all together. And so it's fun. I'm actually going, you know, on the trip next week for, you know, five days. And right now I'm planning, you know, this series of videos of, you know, camping, but showing some very, you know, exquisite dishes while camping. And so I'm working on that right now for, you know, next week coming up, but yeah, it's been, it's challenges, but it's all, it's all about the journey. And I feel like through the journey, I'm, I'm definitely getting some gems and, and, and learning more how to do it. Last time we was out there, we cooked on open fire for the first time with a cast on, you know, pan. And it's it's game changing when you, you know, start, you know, bringing different smokes and woods into the cooking. So it's, it's super mm-hmm.
1: fun. Yeah. What? Okay. So I feel like this is a form of self-care for you being out, like you said, unplugging and just like enjoying nature. I absolutely love nature too. And it just makes me always feel so good when I'm out, you know, enjoying in the woods or at the water or, or whatever else. But what else do you like to do as far as, as your self-care routine besides being out in, in nature?
0: The last couple of years, you know, through veganism, I, I will say this, you know, to anyone, deciding to go vegan was the best decision I ever made. And, it, and I'm not even just speaking on food. So to make a change in your life is something that you've been doing your entire life. If you can make a change, like change the, the food that you eat, you could change anything in your life. And so when I went vegan, that spark of change empowered me to understand the power that I have and and like to go with the flow of you know my energy. And so every year I feel like I'm just finding myself even more. And something that I, I've been doing a lot of is is meditation and and yoga, which is, you know, all the things that we're talking about, veganism, camping, meditation, yoga, like all these things I would say like eight years ago, it's not for black people. You know what I mean? And, and uh-huh. I feel like this, that's a mental block that really stopped me from falling in love with life. And so meditation is, I would have to say, one of the top two things in my life that gives me so much joy and peace. Through meditation, I've I've learned how to gain wisdom and see, you know, things outside of me and see things outside of, you know, my lifestyle or right through my window. You know, through meditation, I've been able to kind of, you know, just connect with my soul and find happiness and find, you know, space to be grateful. So I would say yoga and meditation are two things that, you know, I'm very big on. I used to play basketball a lot. I played, you know, high school basketball. I played college basketball. Uh, I got them uh, Patrick Ewing knees right now, so I don't be playing Uh too much. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I don't be playing too much, but but beyond that, I love riding bikes, love, you know, love being in the kitchen. And, you know, I'm excited for, you know, the future. I I love, you know, the new tech things that are coming, the new platforms, you know, those, those are things that make me happy.
1: Yes, that sounds great. Speaking of platforms, which one is your favorite out of all of them? Oh
0: there's like there's like ten now. There's like ten. I just came from Vidcom and when I went up to Vidcom, I only had eight. Now it's like ten. I would say my my true followers and the 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 strongest community, I would say is IG for me. Number mm-hmm. two would be TikTok. Number three would be Pinterest. Number four would be YouTube shorts and then maybe Snapchat and maybe Thriller LinkedIn. One more, Todd. We're not done yet. We got uh, what uh, Amazon Live? Like, we got a few of no, them. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Not> Amazon
0: <laughs> Amazon Live is a thing now. I've, i learned that. What? Live. Okay,
1: I gotta look that up. I yeah. gotta look
0: that
1: up. It, I thought you just made that up. <laughs> you no, know,
0: you no, know, for real. Like, I, I was at VidCon and that's one of the takeaways that I walked away with was Amazon live is, is something, something to pay attention to. It's a, it's a, they create in short videos and you, you know, kind of similar to TikTok and live, uh, and reels, but you know, you, you do live, like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like you could do live selling shows where people come there for that reason. So it's a difference between selling on different platforms. People come to Amazon for that reason. So, It's a it's a good.
1: Oh, this is dope. Yes, I'm looking. I just googled it. This Mm -hmm. is dope. Okay, I'm gonna definitely look into this. You just put me on. Thank you for that. What else? What other takeaways? Yeah, tell me what else you got from that. Look, I need to know because I'm telling. I was thinking about going, and I'm glad that you had a good experience because now I'm like, okay, next year Mm -hmm. I'll look into going. So how was it for you? It was
0: incredible. We 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 saw Scissor at the end. Like I didn't have. I had no idea Scissor was going to be performing. But when when I look at VidCon. So I'm old school. I'm I'm old. I'm, I'm not gonna throw my age out there, but I'm I probably to, not even old. <laughs> I used to go to Coachella when when Coachella was only one day, and you could just walk up and buy a ticket. I used to live in Palm Springs, so I had a place right across the street from Coachella, and I watched Coachella turn into what it is today. The reason mm-hmm. why I say that is I see VidCon turning into something big. I don't wouldn't say it's big Coachella, but something huge where everyone will want to attend in the near future. But just mad gems, like a lot of knowledge, a, a lot of different ways. I mean, I I left from there just understanding there's so many different ways to make money online. TikTok and Instagram are not the only ways, and YouTube is not the only way. There's you know, other avenues. Facebook, you know, I, I met people that was there that is actually doing very well on Facebook now. So, yeah, it was a a good event. I highly recommend anyone that is looking into, you know, creator future or creator path or Web3 NFTs and you want to get prepared for, you know, what's next. I I highly recommend it to VIC huh? Okay.
1: What about your workflow? I want to know your video workflow. I told you, like, I think I said this before we started recording, but I love how when I'm scrolling my feed, there's a, something about what you're doing that just makes me stop and watch, regardless of what's going on. So you got to, like, tell us, like, what is your process as far as creating your videos? Because I know that they're always bright. So that does draw me in. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're, you you get to the point. I think that mm-hmm. helps, too, is, like, concise. But yeah, you got to share some of these secrets because I want (laughs) to steal (laughs) them. Always. I want
0: to see everybody win. So my first three years of creating content, I, I just sucked. Like, and I didn't even know why I sucked. And so anyway, I was invited to the TikTok creator program two years ago. And one thing that we, you know, you know, one thing that I learned in that process was how to tell a story in 15 seconds. And so prior to that, like I shot a lot of good cinematic videos. I felt like my quality was good, the shots, the angles were good, but it, it, it provided no value and it told no story. And so once I started understanding and trying to figure out how to tell a story in 15 seconds when I started seeing growth, and I took that mm-hmm. same that same formula from TikTok and I took it over to Reels and, you know, now I've just recently passed myself on TikTok with IG uh, at 300,000 followers. And so what I've learned on TikTok was able to translate over to other platforms. So I'm always like, you know, every platform to me is different. Like TikTok, I feel like quality doesn't matter. Instagram, quality does matter. But I think at the end of the day, and this is something that I'm always striving to get better on and this is actually one of the big takeaways I got from Vidcom is, you know, to, to get back to telling stories because we all could create food recipes, you know, and there's only so many recipes we can do. But you have a story. I have a story that can only be told, you know, from us. And so that's one thing I would recommend to anyone that is looking to get into content creation or wanted to, you know, create better engagement is to involve yourself more into the content, more of you into the content and also make sure you're providing value. Where before, like it's like the videos I used to share, it was me just eating like a burger, like, oh, look at this nice vegan burger I have, or look, I'm eating here, look at my cool shirt. And people, you know, those days of people seeing that or wanting to see that is gone. And so the moment I went from that to like, hey, check out this recipe here, you can make this yourself is when I started to see a change.
1: That is so true because we want to connect. We want that human connection, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that yeah. And I feel you when you said that. It reminded me of the Korean vegan, Mm -hmm. her her style of like talking about herself as she cooks and talking about her life. That is that is very captivating. So I get it. I get that. That's really good at it. Do you shoot with your phone? Are you shooting with? I know you're not shooting with your phone. There's no way. Both. So uh, I have the iPhone pro uh, iPhone
0: 13 pro max. So if I'm outdoors, all my juice videos are shot with the iPhone. If I'm outdoors and the sun is out, that phone is incredible, but the phone does not do good in, in low light in my opinion. So whenever I'm shooting indoors or shooting, you know, without sunlight, then I'll switch to my pro camera. But majority of my, my videos that have went viral have came from the iPhone. And that was you know, that's always a ba- a struggle for me because I want to create this high quality content, but, you know, it takes a lot longer, but I'll do a video that, you know, takes, you know, a third of the time on my phone and it'll reach the same amount of people. And so I think it's just strategy too and, and understanding, you know, how to utilize each platform, but yep.
1: Yeah, but you, but it doesn't, it's high quality still. So I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> it's high quality. The crisp is crisp footage. You do the voiceover. The shots are great. What are you talking about?
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, like the iPhone, it shoots really well in the light. So if yeah, you don't have a real cam, you could definitely get away with the iPhone. And crazy. Yeah,
1: we gotta talk about that little juicer real quick. Did you wanna share anything about like how you're getting so much juice out of this metal <laughs> handheld juicer? Because um, I'm just like, what is this little contraption that you got going on? <laughs> well, let
0: me let me put a disclosure out there. I get so many people ask about the juicer. And it's funny, so a lot of people are like, Man, like can you afford a juicer? Like, why do you use that small juicer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not out counting your pockets. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah. So I've had having people feeling bad for me, but I just enjoy the process of using that one. And so, of course, I use it now because it definitely brings attention. So, yes, there's definitely strategy to why using a video. But the first initial few, you know, four or five, six times I used it, I used it because I just enjoyed the process. Like, I was out in nature and it's like I couldn't bring, I didn't want to bring my juicer. And so I'm like, how cool would it be just to, you know, do everything just manually? And so that's how the first few videos started off. And yeah, the, the juicer, they all don't work, but the one that I have is stainless steel and it works pretty good. It doesn't work on everything. It works on, you know, grapes. It does good on citrus fruit. It does good on maybe cucumbers and stuff like that. But the one question that I always get are the the challenges. You're not squeezing that, you know, juice out of ginger. And yes, I mean, believe it or not, it does squeeze juice out of ginger.
1: I was about to ask you about that because <laughs> that's the one I thought of when I saw it. When I saw it, I was like, oh, this you want to something with this? Because ginger, with that little contraption, I'm like, how are you able to do that? So, yeah. yeah.
0: It actually does work. You don't know the
1: brand, do you?
0: I don't know the brand. But you know what? I finally, after leaving Vidcom, I said, you know what? I'm going to create an Amazon link store and share it because it just doesn't make sense that I'm basically using this tool and people are going to find it anyway and, and purchase it. So I might as well, you know, point people in the direction a lot quicker. So I do have it in my my bio now where you can go right oh, good. To the exact same one. Good.
1: Yeah, because when we spoke a few weeks ago, you were like, you didn't really want to share because you don't really support Amazon. So nah. like you said, people are going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What I'm realizing is people's doing it anyway. Like uh, in my in my threads, I'm seeing multiple, you know, people sharing the link to go get it. So I feel like people think I'm not being like
1: you're holding all
0: the goods. Yeah, like I'm <laughs> holding back. And I, it's not that I'm holding back. I just wanted to make sure I was pointing people in the right direction. I was trying to do the right thing. So but yeah, it's in the, the, the link's in my bio now. Anyone can find it. It's a great tool, but if you're looking to juice, you know, multiple glasses and large bulk then no, that's not the way to go. I I would definitely use something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So speaking of like people not thinking you can afford a juicer, let's talk about the money real fast as far as the streams of income that you're able to make as a content creator. A lot of times people aren't really sure like how that works. So do you mind sharing? Of course, you don't have to get into the numbers unless you want to, but how are you making money as a content creator?
0: Well, you know, um, like I said, I'm six months into... My solo journey up until the six months before, like my income, you know, came from multiple places, spoiled vegans. Uh, I do have a few investments, but as for now, most of my income is coming from, you know, partnerships and collaborations. Currently working on a few of my own brand items. I have two eBooks that, you know, I sell online. But yeah, I would say, you know, between, you know, some of my income comes from the social media platforms some come from my ebooks some come from you know a few investments i'm hoping small vegans will start back up real soon and then you know collaborations you know i built you know it's 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 a it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing for me because this is not where i saw myself 5 years ago and i know a lot of times they they tell you to you know look into you know the future where you see yourself in 5 years this is not where i saw myself 5 years ago you know I was just doing this out of love and I was just doing this because I wanted to share, you know, with, with, with my peoples and my friends, like don't feel bad for me. Like I'm, I'm doing really good, you know, check Mm -hmm. it out. And so that was the main reason why I even did this. And so there's a lot of things that I don't capitalize on, which people may think I'm foolish, you know, and like, it's like the, you know, the hand juicer, that's something I could have capitalized on a long time ago. But I always feel like if you put good energy out there and you do things for the right reason, you know, the universe takes care of you and I'm in this position I'm in right now because the universe is taking care of me, not because I'm, you know, did anything special, but, you know, what I love, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's my main thing. And I feel like because I've built these relationships, it has opened a lot of doors, you know, for mm-hmm. partnerships. And so that, that's that's one thing I would love to shout out to the audience of anyone that's, that's looking to do content creation. Like, it's interesting. Like, so when I first started, I was in a group of, you know we're individuals and we all had our own mindset and we all wanted to like build up these platforms some other you know friends felt like hey i'm just going to be myself which i think you always should be yourself i decided to always be myself but also but also have have wisdom towards how i display myself and so mm. you notice me like i never curse i never play i never play music with curse music in it like I try to create this environment that's peaceful. Like I never really get into, you know, like the, the worldly issues because I feel like my page and what I want to present to the world is, you know, a peaceful environment where you can get away from everything. And so my point is like, you really got to be careful with your character because people watching, even though they, you don't think they're watching, they're watching, you know, owners and you're representing brands, you're representing, you know, people like they definitely want to make sure that they're investments with the right people.
1: Yeah, I want to say you have some dope collaborations. A lot of times I'll be on the sideline because of course before this we didn't have any type of connection and I would be like, yo, I love that. That's a dream brand. I love how you're doing that. At this point, a lot of your collaborations, are they incoming? Like you get emails from it or are you doing any pitching yourself?
0: A combination of both. A lot of his relationships is, you know, people I helped out in the past. like For my first three years of content creation, I paid people. And what I mean by that is I just used to call people up and be like, hey man, I like what you're doing. I like your, you know, your story. Do you mind if I come just film you? And I'll go film this person and edit the video and post it on my page. And I just feel like I've done a lot of that where especially in San Diego, like I just built so many relationships with people and these people end up going to work for this brand or going working for that brand you know, it's, it's, it's key. And this is just me, but now I look back on it. It's key to really value relationships because I, I think that is one of the number one things that opened up doors.
1: I love this. Yes. Okay. So my last question before you tell us how we can buy the ebook and follow you on social media is outside of wake looking forward to spoiled vegans opening again, is there anything else that you're looking forward to in the next couple of years? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm definitely very excited about building my brand. Like I said, I, I always looked at my platforms as as a way to get, you know, my message out and, you know, show people we chilling over here. But, you know, after this last couple of weeks and, you know, re reanalyzing things, like I really want to push Turn A Vegan to be a wellness brand and, and help people through transitions or help people that, you know, just need, you know, guidance. And so, one of the first products I want to come out with is a B12 that includes more than just B12 and includes, you know, some omegas and includes some other ingredients. And I think anyone that's thinking of transitioning to veganism, you have to take B12. You definitely need some omegas. And so this is going to be like a, you know, a cheat code for someone that's looking to transition to vegan. And even if you're not looking to transition to vegan, we all need B12. And so yes. that's one of the products I'm going to come out with. I'm also, you know, four vegans going to reopen. I'm going to do some rebranding of the, of the brand and I have some adaptogen mushrooms that I'm working on. Teachers is going to be released too. So that's what's going on. And then also I'm finally going to sit down after the end of July and I'm going to start working on my first official cookbook. So
1: Yes. That is so dope. I'm so happy for you. That's what's up. I love this so much. Tell us how we can purchase the books And also let us know how we can follow you on social media.
0: That, that. So easy. Turn up vegan. Turn up like the vegetable, vegan. If you go to turnupvegan.com, you'll find my webpage, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. I rushed and hurry up and and bagged the name Turn Up Vegan. So you can find me all those.
1: (laughs) I love this so much. I did the same thing back when I started my brand. I was like, I'm going to be brown vegan everywhere, everywhere. All of you. Yes. You got to, you got to try to get involved. I love this so much. Thank you so much for being, helping me in my season of interviews. I will be back. Of course, I'm going to have weekly episodes, but I'm not going to actually record again in in October. So I'm looking forward to being more creative and doing videos and things like that. So thank you so much for all your inspiration and for being such a dope interviewee (laughs) for this last episode of the season.
0: Well, I appreciate you having me and I'm excited to see you have this extra time on your hand to start shining. So thank you for having me on the show and I'm excited to 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 support you any way I can.
1: Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week.